Welcome to Be A Better Speaker with me, Graham David, expert speaker. And this podcast is for you if you want to be a better speaker, facilitator, presenter or trainer. It's full of practical tools, tips and techniques to help you be better. This podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to finish your presentation. Now, this might seem like a really strange thing because you just stop talking, right? Well, the problem is too many speakers, and you may have done this yourself, you've almost certainly seen people do it, they get to the end of where they're supposed to speak, and then they don't really know what to do. So you've probably seen some or all of these things. Um, You've also seen, by the way, that people often overrun when they're speaking, You'll have heard me say before in previous episodes, it's crucial you run to the time allotted. Whether that's a three-minute overview of something, whether it's a two-hour slot that you're doing, whether it's 20 minutes, half an hour, fairly standard presentation slot, it's absolutely crucial that you, with agreement from whoever the organiser is, whoever's running this particular day, the facilitator, if there are any tweaks in in uh, in time or running order that's all pre-agreed it's also very important you know who is following you uh, whether you are going to introduce anybody how you want the room to be left so i'll come on to all of that in just a moment but let's first of all look at the problem the problem for most people when they get to the end of their presentation speech is they they haven't actually practiced how they're going to stop I've dealt in another episode is they haven't also practiced how they're going to start. So for most people, all they've ever practiced is being on stage, running through some slides, which means this will give you some level of understanding why at the start of a presentation, people often struggle. There is an element of, um, <clears throat> there's an element of, uh, should I start? The room's not full. There's a couple of people still arriving. We're running late. Should I apologise for that? Oh my goodness, I'm nervous. There's an element of that. Well, we kind of have the same problem, but in a different way at the end of the presentation. And what I mean by that is that you're on stage and it's all going nicely and you suddenly realise you're on your last slide or you've only got a couple more things to say and there are 10... 50, 100, 500 people all looking at you expectantly. You're distantly aware that something's supposed to happen after you. Is it lunch? Is it break? Is it another speaker? And this is why you often see that thing that happens at the end when the person stood there maybe holding the microphone. Should they be passing that on? Perhaps they've got a lapel microphone on. Uh, Are they supposed to unclip that? It's just messy. So the first thing you're going to do when you are going to speak at your <clears throat> your next slot, and this is best to confirm on the day itself, is who will I be handing over to? What is it that follows me? Now, what follows you could be lunch or a break. It could be the end of the day. It could be another speaker. It could be a facilitator. Those are the most common things. But you need to know what it is and you need to know what, if you're not facilitating, if you're not running this, you need to know what the next thing requires. So what I mean by that is, let's say straight after you is a break, you might think, whilst you're on stage, you think fast and go, okay, well, it's a break. See you in a bit. And everybody starts to stand up and then the facilitator comes running on going, whoa, whoa, hang on, hang on. Uh, There's something we need you to do over break. And, And then it all becomes messy. 
Or um, <clears throat> you get to the end and you sort of think, well, I think I've done now. And you know vaguely from seeing the, the, the running order earlier that morning that uh, Jeff is going to follow you. So you go, okay, well, I think, I think Jeff is... Uh, I, th I think Jeff's, Jeff's coming on. Jeff, okay, where's Jeff? And Jeff stands up and scrambles for his microphone and then the MC... Okay, you get the picture. <clears throat> so what I always like to know is who will I be handing over to? What will I be handing over to? If it's a break, do you want me as the speaker to say... Okay, this is the break, this is how long you've got, this is the time I expect you back. Because if you do, uh, and if that's agreed, you can do that, it's tidy, away they go. If you're handing over to another speaker, do they need any sort of introduction? Because the here's Jeff moment has happened to me before, it's probably happened to you before, it's pretty awful, it's rabbit in the headlights time. It just looks messy. I've seen people give... Uh, other speakers are massive build-up and it's just not what the other speakers wanted so find out who it is you're handing over to what it is you're handing over to and what the required handover is all right then you know what you're working to it might be that the last thing you say we'll get on to that in a moment uh, is the sign at which the MC or the facilitator or the other speaker whoever it's going to be comes on straight after you and they move move on if you've got microphones involved, work out with the AV team and with other speakers what the handover is going to be. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen one of the most senior people out of a 10,000 headcount business stand on the side of a stage with a thousand people watching, fumbling with their microphone for another member of the board. The parties, it's just an absolute mess, right? You're not going to do that. You're going to figure out all of that stuff so that everything is ready to do as you finish. Now let's get into the actual finish itself. So <clears throat> a key to this, if possible, is I do not want to be answering questions at the end of my presentation. Now sometimes this is not uh, going to be possible for me to arrange. Sometimes the environment that I'm speaking in, uh, or the client that is paying me, has told me I will be answering questions at the end, in which case, of course, I will be delighted to answer questions at the end. But I have a problem with answering questions at the end, which is that you are unable to really have any control over the time. So if you've done a great presentation <clears throat> and people have enjoyed it, they felt informed, they felt engaged, and then you go, right, so what questions have we got? And you've allowed in your mind five minutes. <clears throat> uh, you've allowed in your mind five minutes, but the, uh, the audience has... 10 minutes worth of questions, you're going to run over, which is rubbish. Or worse, perhaps you've, you've allowed five minutes and nobody wants to say anything because they're unhappy about what you've just said or um, you were very clear or there was nothing else to discuss. The point is questions at the end are unpredictable. There's every possibility. You're going to get that guy who's got a chip on his shoulder and everybody knows him and he always likes to say something at every conference. There's going to be that person that wants to ask something that's totally fair question, but changes the feeling. If you've got everybody quite positive and they want to ask something that, in your mind, is negative. Or it's a tricky question. It's not something you want to be answering at that point of the, the, the day or the presentation. So I don't want questions at the end. If I have to do them, I have to do them. But ideally, I do not want questions. Instead, I'm going to ask questions to my audience, <clears throat> and I'm going to encourage questions to me 
throughout the episode. That's something I've covered uh, elsewhere when we've talked about interaction and engagement. So what do I want at the end? Well, I tend to run really, really simply to a three-point structure. The first thing I'm going to do is to give a, um, this is what I want you to do next statement. So as I start to come to an end, and I notice that I've got about three minutes left, four minutes left, whatever the, the running time is that I've, I've planned on this, I know that I'm coming into this sort of final descent, if you like. And the first part of that is going to be what's going to happen as a result of this presentation. That might be as simple as, OK, so we come up towards the end of this slot now. We come up towards the end of the day, we come up towards the end of this meeting, whatever your material surrounding that is. We're coming up to the end of this now. And <clears throat> this is where, if you've done your homework, straight after this we're going to a break, but there's a couple of things I need to run through first. Straight after this, we're going to be hearing from Jeff, who's going to be telling us all about the new strategies in X, Y and Z. Straight after this, we're going to be breaking out to discuss the new ideas that Pushba has outlined, whatever it's going to be, right? That's your getting into this final approach. And the final approach is then these three areas. And the first of these three areas is what I want you to do as a result of listening to me today. So straight after this, we're going to be passing on to Jeff. Uh, what's going to be important in the next days and weeks following this presentation is that you. Now, what's that going to be? They're going to get an email from you. Are they going to be required to send in some information? Are they going to be looking out for something you've explained is going to happen? Are they <clears throat> going to put into practice what it is that you've been talking about in that slot? So we're going to lunch in a minute. Just before we do, uh, as we bring the session to an end, the key to understanding body language is really just playing with it, starting to become aware. So over the next few days and weeks, even today, you might like to start to notice what it is. In other words, you're giving people a next step. This is what I want you to do with it. Right, we're coming towards the end of the session now, and um, before we come to an end, there's just a couple of things I want to cover. I'm going to be emailing each and every one of you in the next 48 hours, and what I'm going to ask you is, <clears throat> right, so that's the first of this three-part closer, some activity that follows your session. Then there's going to be a summary of what you've just talked about, but not the sort of summary where you show some slides, although there might be a single slide summary that you put up if you wish. It's not the sort of summary where you're going to say, so in summary, and you then ramble through 90% of what you've already spoken about. Instead, what you're going to do is to give a three-point, these are the three key things I was talking about, or a single idea, a single priority that really resonates with you, that most draws together everything you've been talking about. It could be a quote. It could be a picture. It could be a song lyric, even. <clears throat> it could be a very brief story. But it is something that absolutely brings together all of the key themes that you have been covering. And it needs to be delivered with an element of absolute belief. You can tell right now, as I'm speaking with you, that, that this is so important. There's no, there's no automatic here. You're not going to, what I want you to do. It's not like that. This is heartfelt. 
You need to believe what you're saying. We need to hear from you and see in your face and, and hear in the tone of your voice and in, in the way that you move and you gesture that this is crucial. This is something that must happen. This is important. This is game-changing. This is exciting. This will lead to an extra level of, of passion when you're working with your clients. This is something that is crucial. If you don't get it right, then bad things could happen. But if you do get it right, oh my goodness, who knows where we could be 12 months from now. So it's the simple drawing together of all of the themes. And if you're sat there thinking, well, I can't possibly summarise half an hour into one sentence or two hours into a short story. Yes, you can. You really, really, really can. So as an example, I was working with a, a brewery client recently and we had spent an hour talking and running through some activities. <clears throat> but the crucial point that my client wanted to get across was if we all buy into this idea now together, then this will succeed. That was it. That was the absolute priority for my client to get that message across. And so that became the second of this three-point thing. I just said these are the things that are going to be happening over the next few days and weeks. It's crucial you put some of them into place. You remember what we've been talking about. You think about all the points and ideas we've discussed. So that was the first stage. The second stage was the summary. You know what? Any of you, any of you, any of us could find some problems and some flaws in what we've been talking about. But you know as well as I do that if we all go for this, if we jump in with both feet, if we go 100% for this, if we all just trust that we're all going to do it and we all do it, the effect could be incredible. Just imagine what could happen if we all go with this. And that's your second stage. <clears throat> the third stage is paradoxically both the easiest and the one that people most often mess up. <clears throat> the last thing you're going to do is to thank your audience. Now, you might recognise and appreciate their engagement. You might acknowledge their ideas. You could build in that they've been interactive and made this session so much better. It almost doesn't matter what it is you're going to say, so long as it is upbeat, it is as genuine as you can perform it, you absolutely mean it as best you can, you are really open in your praise, and the last words out of your mouth are going to be, thank you. Nothing else. The last words must be, thank you. And that's it. You don't say anything else. As an example, this could look like you've done your first stage, which is this is what's going to happen over the next few days, weeks, months. This is what I want you to do. These are the emails I want you to send. These are the conversations I want you to have with your teams. That's the first part. Second part is your summary. If we only do this together, we will succeed. Remember that story where the payoff, this is what happened. When we've done this previously, these have been the results. We used to be this, we can be this again. That's your second stage. 
And then the third stage is you're going to give some praise to your audience. Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure working with you today. Thank you for all of your ideas. <clears throat> I really appreciate the amount that you have engaged and interacted with this session. Oh my goodness, how much energy we've had in this room. Thank you. By the way, very crucial point. If you have ever had, and you will have, audiences that maybe haven't been that interactive or maybe people that haven't been that interactive in the, in the session, now is not the time to mention it. You're not going to be sarcastic. You're not going to put a sideways swipe about it would have been nicer if we had all got involved. You're also not going to apologise for anything. I'm sorry that we ran a bit late. I'm sorry that my slides were so small and detailed because I didn't listen to Graham in another of the episodes about ditch the slides. Right? You're not going to put apologies in this. This is just upbeat praise and thank you to your audience for interacting. Now, even if they haven't, even if they've been a bit rubbish, even if they've been a bit flat and a bit stale, that's partly because that's what they're used to. And it's partly because you weren't good enough in your presentation. So you're going to reward them and thank them and praise them. And the more you do this, the more we start to get into a feedback loop. If this becomes the norm, this is how people will start to behave in their presentations. And then the last words are thank you. You're not then going to say, oh, by the way, if you have any questions, come and find me. I'll be by the coffee machine. Drop me an email. If there's anything else you need to know, you're not going to do any of that. You can put that in earlier, in that earlier stage about what they do next. But at this stage, it's praise, recognition and thank you. That's it. I thank you, you might do a nod of the head, you might do a bow, you might do a wave, <laughs> whatever's appropriate to you, your audience and your message. And then you're going to leave the stage, right? That's it. That is how you do a bulletproof, tidy, brilliant finish. And it works pretty much every time. When people hear thank you in a large enough audience, they will often applaud. This means you walk off to applause uh, which is better than walking off to silence. It also means there's some applause for the next person as they arrive. When you say thank you, people know it's over. They know they can stand up and do the thing you've told them to do. Or they shuffle in their seats. Or they cough. Or they get a coffee. Or they nip to the restrooms. Or they play with their phones. Whatever it is that they need to do, they know they can do that once you've said thank you. So that is how you're going to finish it. And that's it. You get to the, that last stage, you know that in your mind it's going to run 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, and you know you've just got three stages to go through. Listen, we're almost at the point that we're going to be finishing. Just before we do, there's a couple of things I need to run through. The first is, and then you tell them what they're going to be doing after this event. The second is um, some kind of summary, how how you know that we can do this or how uh, these are some problems we've overcome in the past and this is what we can do in the future. And then the third part, absolute praise, unconditional thank yous to your, to your audience and the final words out of your mouth are thank you. So that's pretty much it, how to finish your presentation. Um, this has been, uh, blimey, nearly, nearly 20 minutes. Um, I'm hoping you have found this of uh, use. The key really to anything that we do in these podcasts is all about what you do with what you then do in reality. So listening to the podcast and nodding or taking notes or uh, or just thinking, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, I knew that. That's obvious. Whatever it's you're thinking, all right, that's fine. But you've got to move from that position to putting it into real life. 
So it's important the very next speech, presentation, meeting or briefing you've got, you plan your three-part closer. What I can tell you is if you do this, you will find your presentations finish on a far tidier, better defined and stronger and more effective, powerfully effective close. And the effect of that is that audiences will remember you better. They will remember what you've done, what you've said, and they're more likely to act on what it is that you've asked them to do. And that's worth doing, right? For now, I uh, really appreciate you downloading this episode. Uh, it'd be great if you want to listen to any other episodes. If you want to subscribe, I'd appreciate that. If you want to drop any comments or ratings, I'd love it if you did that. But for me, uh, now that's all. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Be A Better Speaker. If you'd like to help me to keep making these podcasts for you, please consider subscribing right now. Leave a rating or leave a couple of words of encouragement. It'd be great to hear your reviews. My name's Graham David, expert speaker, and this podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk.